Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome back to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach Christopher McCullough. And I'm joined in studio with my guest co-host for today, Clarice Connolly. You can find her about her and her work by going to heartandsoul.coach. On the interwebs, uh, we're delighted to be joined by somebody who does this type of work and more uh, with the media and is much better at it than uh, perhaps we are and certainly than we are today. Jonathan Fields is a New York City dad, husband, and currently runs a mission-driven media and education venture called Good Life Project. You can find out more about Good Life Project by going to goodlifeproject.com. Uh, and he and his team lead a global community in the quest to live a more meaningful, connected, and vital life or lives uh, produces a top-rated podcast of his own and a video series uh, spoken with people from Elizabeth Gilbert and Brene Brown and more and has written a book yes another book but this one you want <laughs> how to live a good life not just a book to be read but a path to possibility to be walked to be lived and um, we were talking at the break it was uh, recommended by none other than Gretchen Rubin and you said that you know Gretchen Rubin yeah, absolutely. I read her book. I love Happiness Project. It was such a good read. I I do really like how um, it, this seems like you've painted quite the picture that this isn't necessarily like sit and read. It's kind of got those tangible calls to action, right? Like it sounds like it's got a lot more um, kind of almost like workbookish. It seems like, but to really to get you to go out there and actually do some of these things in real life in small, really like digestible pieces. Yeah, no, that's very much the idea. Um, and, and, you know, I know Gretchen and, and, um, and, and we've talked a lot over the years about, you know, how we write and why we write. And, um, yeah, this is really, it's interesting that you said it feels more like a workbook because that kind of is what it was intended to be. You know, I love my that. goal, yeah, my goal is I want you not just to read the book, I want you to do the book, use it, mark it up, you know, like print it out, whatever it is that you want to do. And that's why it was really important that this is actually something that's actionable, that it gives you something to do, not just in, you know, something interesting and entertaining to read. Absolutely. Speaking of like the like-minded community, right? Like I have a dozen friends where we always read these personal development books. And it's one of those things where you can continue to gather all the information of, you know, how to do this and how to do that. But it really doesn't um, do much if you don't actually put it into action. And oftentimes it's like you can gather all these things, but if you don't transfer it into your real life and actually do them... They really just become nuggets in your mind that just sit there. Jonathan, let's let's take advantage of this turn in the conversation. So, especially today, but maybe maybe any day, if you could have us all take one action towards a good life, if you could, you know, wave your magic wand and have everybody in the world, or everybody in your town, or everybody in the northern hemisphere take one action today, what would you have us take on? Yeah, you know. Um this is, uh, I kind of woke up and I was asking this question to me. Uh, um, nice. uh, besides from having a flurry of emails from people saying, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Um, and to, to, to me, we're in this window of time where um, when I look at what it means to live a good life, there are all sorts of specific things and ideas and there's a really simple model that I offer. But there's also something that I consider to be the meta skill of a life well lived. And, and that's an awareness practice. It's cultivating mindful awareness. 
And that can be done through a sitting practice. It can be done through simple breath-oriented practice. But there's one specific sort of flavor of that that's a little bit different, too, that I think is really valuable in a moment like this. And it's something called a loving-kindness practice. Uh And it's sort of, it's this blend of just a gentle mindfulness practice where you repeat a series of phrases. And at the same time, you're offering what uh, the original phrase is meta, which translates to loving-kindness. It's a series of offering loving kindness um, in a repeated way where you start with yourself and you may repeat a series of phrases. For example, let's say I would start by saying, um, uh, I've done this before. May I, yeah, may I be free? May I be healthy? May I be happy? May I be, um, uh, may I live with ease? And you would do this a couple of times over and you just close your eyes and you really kind of drink it in. And then the idea is you keep expanding that out. So then you change the focus and you pick somebody who you love and care about deeply. And you say, bring them into your mind. May that person be free. May that person be happy. May that person be healthy. May that person live with ease. And those are the things that come easy. And then the next person is somebody who's kind of tangentially involved in your life, but you don't have any feelings strongly one way or another. And this is where it gets interesting on a day like today. The next progression in a loving-kindness meditation is to pick someone who you have some feelings of struggle or challenge with. Mm. And then you sit there and you bring them into your mind and you own the feelings that are coming up. And then you say to yourself, may so-and-so be free. May so-and-so be happy. May so-and-so be healthy. May so-and-so live with ease. And you repeat this. That may make you incredibly emotional. It may make you upset. It may lead to tears. And, and at the same time, um, it's an incredibly powerful, powerful practice. And you finish by actually opening it up to may all beings. And what we found is that, you know, on the surface, well, this seems like this kind of slightly woo-woo thing. And in fact, it, it did come out of traditional Eastern practice. But this practice, loving-kindness meditation, has actually been pretty thoroughly researched and uh, published in peer-reviewed papers now. And what we know is that there's a very strong scientific validation that this actually profoundly changes you, that it increases your compassion, it increases your uh, desire for your ability to sort of stand in another's shoes and see their suffering, and it increases your capacity for forgiveness and altruism. That at a time like this, part of what we need is to really to go to that place. And it's probably the most challenging place that we could go. And at the same time, in my mind, it's probably um, the most powerful experience that we can bring ourselves through. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. There's, um, I noticed that for me, a lot of what I'm experiencing the day after here is the horrible, horrible Fears, And, you know, I'm reminded of that wonderful quote by Mark Twain, that most of my life is filled with, you know, horrors and terrors, most of which never happened, right? So I'm, I'm recognizing that a lot of what I'm experiencing, in addition to greed, is a fear of the unknown. Yeah. What would you have us do with our fears? I love this loving kindness piece. But I'm wondering, is there something yeah. about fear? Yeah. There is. You know, there's... Um Anxiety is, is um, deafening to so many of us. And the anxiety around uncertainty, around the unknown, 
is something that so many of us fear, especially at times like this. You know, we um, we really don't like not to know what's coming next. Um, in fact, our brains are wired to to literally send chemistry through us that courses us. It, it creates that fight, flight, or freeze thing that makes us feel physically ill mm-hmm. and and emotionally fragile. And so there are a couple different things. Um, one thing, and so I'm trying to sort of stay practical with you guys and specific here. So one thing, which I know, um, you know, you guys will be very familiar with, as I'm sure many of your listeners are, because it, it comes out of more traditional therapy. And, and uh, from what I know, you know, is a, is a pretty common tool in the coaching world. You know, co- therapists would call it cognitive reappraisal. In mm-hmm. coaching, I think a lot of people call it reframing. Nice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the idea here is really to say to yourself, yeah, I'm, I'm scared. I don't know what's coming next. You know, mm-hmm. I'm anxious about it. And then you ask yourself, okay, what's the story that I'm telling about this scenario that's making me feel this way? Um, and is that the only story that can be told? Or is, is there a different, is there an alternative story that I can tell myself? So most of us will tell the story that, you know, we're headed towards doom and gloom and I don't know what's coming next and when's the other shoe going to drop and this is freaking me out with every day that passes rather than, you know, asking yourself, okay, so that is one story. It's a legitimate story, mm-hmm. right? And I want to honor that and say, okay. Um, and then the question becomes, is that the reality? Is that the only reality? Or is that just the, the story that I'm telling about this particular circumstance? And what other story might there be that I could tell that would both invite me into a place of possibility and let me reframe this uncertainty as a place of unease and yet at the same time possibility um you know so that's and it's it's i don't want to sort of be short and say well that's a really easy thing to do because the deeper into you know uncertainty and the bigger the circumstance it's it's a challenge no doubt but it's incredibly powerful and again this is one of the techniques where um when you do it uh, there's actually powerful research. In fact, there's fMRI research on what happens to your brain when you reframe um, intelligently. And what you see happening in the brain is the amygdala, which is sort of the fear center, the primal center that's lit up by anxiety and uncertainty, slowly starts to calm down. And the frontal parts of your brain, which are the seat of more sort of rational thought and control, um, are the things that start to light up and take dominance and that's one of the things that makes you feel a bit of um a bit more stable that's you had that more than i do Clarice. yes i don't know if that's a woman man thing i just know that you have it and i don't (laughs) okay maybe who knows (laughs) it's so great jonathan so here you are you know you're the the maven of good life and good living um what do you uh, how about 30 seconds about something you're struggling with just to prove to us all that you're not a robot that's come from another planet? <laughs> you're human? Really? I struggle, I struggle with, yeah, every single thing that that I write about. Like most coaches, like most authors, you know, I generally write to the things that I uh, deal with on a daily basis. So, mm-hmm. you know, for me, um, one of my big struggles is to be to be present. I'm incredibly future-oriented. I'm constantly living out in the future and looking at possibility and looking at what comes next, which is beautiful and an amazing place to be, especially for an entrepreneur and a maker and a creator. And at the same time, it also means that I have to be present. I really work to be present. Beautiful. 
Well, we've learned a lot in this segment, and we've got another one coming. So stay with us. You're listening to The Coaching Show right here on WSRadio.com and wherever fine podcasts are available. We continue with Jonathan Fields right after this. In the meantime, go to his website, goodlifeproject.com, and find out all about the book, how to live a good life, and more. We'll be- Gotham Books presents Marriage Rules by Harriet Lerner. The book Martha Beck calls required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human, not just for those in romantic relationships. Get your copy wherever books and ebooks are sold and visit harrietlearner.com to learn how to change your marriage today. This is Bill Gruber with BizVid Communications, a Southern California video production leader. We've been honored to sponsor, produce, write, and host many of the fine programs on WS Radio over the years. So we understand how important the internet and your website exposure are. As video producers, we know the tricks and secrets to incorporate video to increase your search engine optimization and business success. Visit BizVidCommunications.com to see what we can do for you. B-I-Z-V-I-D Communications.com Looking to be a successful entrepreneur? The virtual assistant industry continues to be a top choice for those looking to start their own business. The problem can be how to become a virtual assistant. Many turn to the Bible of the VA industry, the book, Virtual Assistant, the series. And it's the perfect guide for office managers, executive assistants, and other administrative professionals looking to make the transition from employee to successful business owner. Go to vatheseries.com to get your copy today. You were born to do one amazing thing, but most people spend a lifetime trying to identify what it is. If you're in a job you don't like or are unemployed, if you're in a state of transition or just can't shake that nagging feeling that you were meant and made to do something extraordinary, then the Reinvention Workshop is exactly what you need. Led by award-winning self-help author Steve Olsher, the Reinvention Workshop will forever change your life. The Reinvention Workshop takes you step-by-step through Steve's proven formula that has helped so many people get on the right path and clear about what they were born to do. Take the first step to realizing the life you deserve and desire by visiting thereinventionworkshop.com today. No more delays. No more denial. Reconnect with your true self. Learn to live with purpose and conviction and become who you were born to be. The world is waiting for you. What are you waiting for? Log on to thereinventionworkshop.com today. That's the reinventionworkshop.com. Cybersecurity is the fastest growing job sector. The San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup encourages kids to consider computer security as an interesting course of study and a valuable career path. Securing our eCity helps lead this youth competition to create interest and awareness among students and their schools. The San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup. Learn more at securingourecity.org or call 619-630-2444. 